And it's called Sea Time and Harvest. Sea Time and Harvest. Now, if you have been attending churches for very long, I want to speak to you right at the beginning of this sermon series. This sermon series, these messages, are not about how to get rich quick. Okay? This is not fast-track prosperity. Even though we're doing a financial meeting at the end of this sermon, I guarantee you this is not all about get rich quick. So often we hear about sowing seed and, and the, the message, the underlying message is about giving money. This is not what this is about. So for those of you who are just about to switch off and say, I've heard this message hundreds of times, switch back on. Okay. We're talking investment, but not monetary investment only. There are things that God has ordained for us to harvest in our lives. There are things which God has made available to us as his children to see come into being in our lives. But many of us, I believe, are looking for those things without the knowledge that before we can harvest something, we first of all must sow seeds. Some of you may be looking for that person who is to be your husband and wife. Don't put your hands up. This is not the the matchmaking time, okay? Some of you singles may be thinking, I would love to have that Mr. Right, that Mrs. Right, that person who would compliment me in what God has called me to do. And you may be searching through those, you know, those lonely heart columns. You may be going onto the internet and putting your, your details and see, see who matches you. You maybe have blind dates. Man, they would scare me silly. I've never been on a blind date. Praise God, I'm married and very happy and never will. But if I was single, I would never do those. I would be frozen rigid with fear. My friends, if you're looking for God's partner for life, your spouse, those are not necessarily the ways that God would speak to you about harvesting that wonderful person. God has got ways in which you are to sow seed into the ground that prepares you for that time when God brings that person along into your life. Some of you are parents. You have children that are growing up so quickly in a world that is utterly corrupted with sin. How can you see the harvest of righteousness and integrity and godly living In your children. It won't happen by chance. Whether your children grow up to be people that serve God or not is not a lottery. Let me say that again. For you that have children, it is not a lottery. It is not a, 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 a simple chance happening that your children turn out as godly young men and women. 
you sow for it so that in later years you can harvest it. And so those are some of the principles that we're going to be looking at as we consider seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Here is our key Bible quote that we're going to be referring to throughout this sermon series. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7 says, Do not be deceived. Don't let anyone or anything trick you. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Now, of course, the Bible uses the word man and he here to mean everyone. So, ladies, you can't switch off right now and say, well, pastor's talking to the men. It's about time he did. No, we're talking to everybody. Whatsoever a person sows, that is what he will reap. Can you see straight away that there is a law In motion here. God has established a law concerning seed time and harvest. He says, your harvest, what you experience in your life, what you reap in your life, is the direct result of the seed That you sow. Whatsoever a man sows, that is what he will reap. And that is a very sobering thought. I'll be honest with you, my friends, as as the Lord has been speaking to me these words over the last two or three weeks, it has been extremely sobering for me as I have been looking into my life. At the seed that I am sowing. Conscious that that seed as it goes into the ground. It will produce a harvest. And it's made me stop and think about the seed that I am sowing. For as a man sows. So he will also reap. I want to look at this, first of all, in very simple and uncomplicated ways. The principle or the law of seed time and harvest is a natural law. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22 says these words. While the earth remains, is the earth still remaining? It certainly is. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat Winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. It's a natural law. You take a seed, a natural seed, you put it into good ground. What happens? It grows. That seed will die and life will come out of it. And here is the law. If you want a harvest of potatoes, what seed do you put into the ground? 
potato seed. Simple, isn't it? If you put a potato into fertile grounds, a seed potato, what harvest will you get? Was that even more simple? It's a simple law that God has established. And God says, as long as this earth remains, the law of seed time and harvest will continue. You put a seed in the ground, you'll get a harvest. Same, same harvest as the seed that you put in. And we have faith for that. Farmers have faith for that. Every year they put seed in the ground and they believe in this law that God has set in motion. That sometime soon in the future there will be a harvest for them to reap. It is a natural law that year after year it continues. But my friends it is also a spiritual law. It is a spiritual law. Seed time and harvest. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 8 says this. For he who sows to his own flesh, that is the low nature, that is sensuality to do with our senses, will from that same nature, from the flesh, there will be a harvest. They will reap decay. And ruin and destruction. But he who sows seed to the spirit of God, the spirit life, will from the spirit reap eternal life. My friends, the spiritual law of seed time and harvest is just as real as the natural It works in exactly the same way. You take a seed and you sow it, you get a harvest. Paul says, as he writes to these churches, if you sow into your own flesh nature, what does that mean? It means simply this. If your life is taken up with just you, Your needs. If my life is just taking up with just me. What I want. My desires. My feelings. My emotions. Then as I sow towards that. That's the harvest that I will reap. The harvest that I will enjoy. Will just be me. Do you remember that verse we looked at. About three weeks ago. Where Jesus said, unless a grain of corn goes into the ground and dies, what happens to it? It remains alone. Same principle. If all my life is about is me, 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 oh, and I, then all I will reap is decay and destruction about me. I will become self-centered. Here's a really fancy word. I don't have many of them, but here's one. Egocentric, self-centered, where life is all about me. We sow to it and we harvest it, but we're never satisfied. 
And we constantly have to try and find new ways of satisfying self. Coming to a place where self is fulfilled. And as long as we sow for that, we will never be fully satisfied. Why? Because the Bible tells us that we are only ever complete, fulfilled, satisfied when Jesus Christ is the Lord of this life. But here is a promise. Here is a law. As we sow into the things of God's spirit. So Paul says. We will reap of the spirit. To eternal life. If, if my life is about serving God. About serving other people. If I sow into that. Not only will I reap a harvest that is a blessing to me, but I reap a harvest that is of eternal value. Can you see how this law works? Can you see the simplicity of it? It is a law that has been set in motion from creation. And yet, as I look at my life, I am conscious of how quickly I forget about this law. I find myself sometimes praying, God, God, would you do this in my life? Would you give me this in my life? And I have forgotten the law of seed time and harvest. The Bible only talks about one person who reaps where he hasn't sown. We'll talk about that in two weeks time. But for everybody else, we harvest or we reap. What we have sown for. I think about it in my marriage. What do I want in my marriage? Do I want it all about me being satisfied and fulfilled? If I do, that's a very shallow relationship. It's a very self-centered way of living. Do I want my relationship with my wife to have God at the very center of it? Then I have to sow for it. It isn't just going to happen. As a husband, I must get before God, seek his face, help him to ask him to help me and strengthen me to know how to be a loving leader. I must take time to pray with my wife, to read the word of God together, to consider it and talk about it together. I have to sow that seed. See, wives, I, I am talking to the husbands. Come on, ladies. Amen. Praise God. Preach it, brother. Uh, we don't have time to talk to the ladies this morning. Maybe next week. Can you see how this works? If you want godly children, you have to sow for it. If you want peace in your life, you have to sow it. Well, what do I sow? Isn't it true that those people who have most turmoil in their lives... Are those who create the most? Isn't that true? And they the ones that you wish you didn't work with? Yeah? Their lives are just one turmoil. And it seems wherever they go, they create it. It follows them. And so, some peace. If you want love in your life, you're not going to get it if you hate people. You have to sow for it. When my girls were growing up, 
I, I, I asked my wife, teach me how to sow into their lives. And my wife helped me to learn how, to, how I could affirm them as young women. How to, I could affirm them in their sexuality. You know, they need that from someone. They, they look to it. They look to, to men to do that. That's the way God has designed it. Guys say to girls, hey, you look wonderful. And it means a lot to them. More than if a woman says to another woman, you look gorgeous. It doesn't, you know, doesn't really mean the same. So who is supposed to put that seed into their lives? Boyfriends? Uh-uh. Papa. And so my wife helped me to do that. And so I, would, I began to take them clothes shopping. I took an interest in what they looked like. And I said, wow, you look gorgeous today. And then when they came to a time when they were going to get married, they wanted Papa to see the wedding dress because they valued the seed that had been sown. You see, you've got to sow for what you want to reap. It won't just happen. We'll look at some things in more details over the next two or three weeks. Are you catching this this morning? First law of seed time and harvest. Really practical stuff, okay? Really, really practical. The first law of seed time and harvest. You must know what the harvest is supposed to be. You must know what the harvest is supposed to be. A farmer has a piece of land. He wants to have a harvest. He wants to have a harvest of wheat. Knowing what the harvest is going to be helps you. Because number one, it determines the seed that you sow. If you don't know what harvest you're looking for, you won't know what seed to sow. My friends, as followers of Jesus, you need to discover those things in your life that God wants to give you as a harvest. Remember this one thing. Life is not about chance. It is not whatever will be, will be. Our sowing determines what we reap. And if you want a harvest of joy and peace in your home, you have to sow for it. It doesn't just happen. If you want a strong marriage relationship with your husband or wife, you have to sow for it. You, but first of all, you must know what the harvest is that you're looking for. Imagine a farmer that takes a big sack of seed and, and sows it into the, the land but he doesn't know what his harvest will be. He won't know how to tend to that land. Shoots will come out through the ground and he's as likely to pull up the good seed as he is the weeds. My friends, we must take the time to know the harvest that God wants us to have in our lives. What is it God has called me to do for him? God will tell you, he'll speak to your heart. Then you'll start to know what seed it is you have to sow. Number two, you will recognize it when it appears. As you start to sow seed, eventually it will start to, to produce. It will start to come through the ground. And that is important 
because we've got to watch for it. A farmer watches over his land. He tends the land. And as the seed starts to come through, he recognizes it, not as seed anymore, but he recognizes it as his potential harvest. And he takes care of it. My friends, as we, as we sow for certain things in our lives, so we will start to see those shoots coming up. If we don't know what the harvest is meant to be, we may destroy the very potential of harvest that God has given to us. Let me give you an example. I'm going to use this example a few times. You singles, you're waiting for God to bring that right person into your life for you to marry. I can tell by the looks on some of your faces, this is pretty relevant right now. You know that the harvest is a husband or a wife. But be specific. What kind of husband do you want? Do you want a rich one? You want a handsome one? You want a macho one? Muscular guy? Strong leader? All the girls are going, yeah, 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 where are they? What was that? They're all gone. Oh, the other room. Now, there's some guys waving up in the sound booth. There we go, look. They're also very good liars as well, but there we go. The thing is, if, if you're looking for a rich husband, you'll sow for that. Your life will be taken up and you will be trying to mix with the rich guys. You'll look for those who are dressed well, got the Rolex watches and the, the Ferrari cars, and you'll try to mix with them, and that will be your harvest. You'll end up with a rich man. That's how it works. Is that what you really want? Or maybe, perhaps, possibly, you're looking for a godly man. In which case, that changes the way you sow your seed. Guys, are you looking for the most gorgeous, stunning woman in the world? Don't answer, especially if you're married. <laughs> are you looking for, you know, for that kind of model figure? Are you looking for that woman who will fully satisfy every need and desire that you have? One that will have your dinner ready for you and fully made up, dressed up, smelling beautiful every time you come home. If that's what you want, you'll sew for it. And you'll get it. And all the guy says, well, when you find it, tell me, because I want one as well. But maybe, perhaps, possibly, your harvest that God wants you to have is a godly woman. Then you'll start to sow seed, which is differently. And you'll start to see them. You'll start to recognize them. Can you see how this principle works? Yeah? Yeah, it's kind of quietened down a little bit now. Identify what your harvest is. That's the first law. The second law of seed time as harvest is this. And this is equally as important. You must know why God gives the harvest. You must know why God gives the harvest. Let me read these verses to you out of 2 Corinthians. For God... Who gives seed to the farmer to plant. And later on, good crops to harvest and eat. 
will give you more and more seed to plant. And will make it grow so that you can give away more and more fruit from your harvest. Yes, God will give you much so that you can give away much. And when he and when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will break out into thanksgiving and praise to God for your help. Practically, Paul was literally going to take financial help to people, to Christians that needed it. But the principle is the same wherever there is sowing and reaping that is happening. So, t- so many times, I, I believe, I know I've done this. You, you sow for things because you want things. And I said at the top of this message, and I hope you can hear it here this morning or for those that are listening on podcast, hear my heart in this. I said this at the beginning. So many times we think about sowing and reaping and harvest in terms of monetary things. And so, so often our hearts can be corrupted with a desire to have, to be rich, to be wealthy, to surround ourselves with comfort. This is such an interesting fact. Whenever you study this principle of seed time and harvest, you will always find that the reason that God causes the harvest is so that we can be rich to give away. Did you hear that? Now, I'm not suggesting that you pray for a wife, you get one and you give her away. But what you can give away are the principles and the truths that enabled you to find that person that God had prepared for you. Did you catch that? I'm not suggesting that if you grow up with godly children, you give them to some, to some other parents. But you do give them to God. Many years ago, the Lord spoke to us as a family. Our children were very small. He said, your family will touch the ends of the earth. How many of you know that you've got to give your children to God for that to happen? Yeah? And God has blessed us as we have sown into our children's lives. He has blessed us so richly with wonderful godly children who we can give to him. The reason that God wants to prosper us and to give us a harvest, my friends, is this. So that we can give it away. The more you sow... The more you'll harvest, the more seed you have, the more you can sow. That's the principle. That's the principle. It is true that God blesses some people with an ability to gain wealth. The Bible talks about it. Is it so that people can become prosperous and sit on mountains of money? Absolutely not. The reason God prospers his people is so that they can be a blessing. They can give to the work of the kingdom of God. They can give to the poor. Study the Bible. Two groups of people are very much on God's heart right the way throughout history. Widows and orphans. Those who have no means of income themselves. And God instructs his people in the Old Testament and the church in the New Testament. Take care of them. Look out for those who haven't. 
And if you'll sow, I'll bless you. And how many of you know that if, if you take a packet of seed and you put it into the ground, those seeds will produce a harvest. Amen? Because God said so. Take some of that seed that comes from that harvest and give it to a person who hasn't any. What can they do? Sow it. That's the way God intended this thing to work. Simple. Uncomplicated. But we complicated, I believe, sometimes when the motive that we are sowing for, the reason we want the harvest is to become fat and rich. God says, that's not how this law works. That's not what this law has been put into motion for. Now, I'm, I'm not having a go at rich Christians. I don't have a go at anybody like that. It's between them and God. My job as a pastor, is to share the word of God faithfully with those that God has given me to speak to. And I, but I live by this. I know a lot of you live by this. Sea time harvest, God gives us the harvest so that we can give away. That's the reason. Let me give you one example as we come to a close. Father God sowed his most precious seed Into this earth. Jesus Christ his son. The harvest. You and I. As followers of Jesus. We're part of that harvest. We're part of that reaping of God. But does God just draw us to himself. And say these are mine. And nobody else can can have anything to do with them. Uh -uh. God says to us. Hey guys. Hey kids. You know what I want you to do. I want you to go and tell everybody that you see about Jesus Christ. I want you to sow this heavenly life. Sow your life. Sow who you are. Sow everything that you have. Like my my only begotten son did. Sow yourselves so that you can see a harvest. My friends, I want to tell you that the greatest harvest that we can ever sow for is the harvest of souls. And see people saved. And you may be sitting here with us this morning. You may be listening on podcast and you don't know Jesus Christ as your savior. You've never received him as the one who died for you. That is what God sent Jesus for so that you can experience forgiveness of sin and know the Lord Jesus Christ as as your Lord personally. And in a moment, we're going to pray. And we're going to give you an opportunity to do just that. God has sowed his seed into your life. That's why you're here this morning. That's why you're listening to this message. Because God wants you. God wants you to be part of his harvest. But God is not going to just draw you to himself and preserve you. He's going to send you. He's going to sow you a seed into this world. See time and harvest. Two laws. You need to know what the harvest is meant to be. And you need to know why God wants to give you a harvest. Can we have some music just as we close? Praise God. We're going to pray now. And as I said, if the Lord Jesus Christ is not your savior, then right now is an opportunity for you to make 
that change in your life. To take that first step in getting to know God as your heavenly father. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is living and powerful. It affects our lives. And right now, Father, we thank you that the seed of heavenly life is here for us to partake of. So every eye is closed here and our heads are bowed. If you're here this morning and you say, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord. I repent of my sin. And I want to give him my life. All you have to do, first of all, is just slip your hand up so I can see you. And then take it down again. He's saying, I want you to pray with me, Pastor, that that Jesus Christ becomes my Savior. It's time for me to, to do that. It's time for me to take that first step and receive Jesus Christ. Thank you. Put your hand down. You just slip it up quickly and down again. Just so that I can identify with you and we can pray together. You're saying, pray with me that Jesus Christ becomes my Lord. Is anybody else this morning? You say, Pastor, will you pray with me? Okay, if you put your hand up, just pray this prayer in your heart with me. I see your hand. Thank you. Just pray this prayer with me this morning. And say, dear God, I thank you that you sowed Jesus Christ into this world. You gave him because you loved me. Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. This morning, I repent of my sin and I give my life to you. I receive you as my savior. And from here on, my life will be used in service for you. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Amen.